0: Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Facebook, Cascade Hoop Talk. Welcome to our top 20 show where we review and give you the details of the top teams around the country in NAID 2 for the past week. We'll get started in 30 seconds. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Appreciate everybody who listens. Please favorite and subscribe if you like this show. Please ask your friends to listen to this show. Appreciate it very much. And thank you for all the feedback we get. And also, don't be afraid to send me back negative feedback. We want to make the show better. So it's kind of an interesting week. Uh, Some upsets, some teams idle. So let's walk through the top 20 in the country and see where we are. So number one, Oregon Tech, they haven't played since November 23rd. Um, A game against University of Maine Fort Kent on Wednesday was canceled due to weather. Oregon Tech is 9-0. They begin conference play in Washington State next weekend. Friday night, they visit Evergreen State College. And Saturday, they play Northwest University. Number two, Morningside. Saturday, they played Bellevue at the Midland Tournament. They built up a 10-point lead in the first half. And then they were able to carry that through to the second half, winning 81-70 over Bellevue. Morningside shot 64% for this game. Tyler Borchers leads Morningside, 23.7 rebounds. Isaiah Bates, he had 14 for Bellevue. So Morningside, they're 8-0 now. Uh, They visit Midland on Wednesday. That's a game they should be expected to win. And then Briarcliff is coming to town next Saturday as they get back into g G-Pack play. So Briarcliff has lost a few games, but they're Briarcliff. So we'll see how that goes. They got a test there. Number three, Indiana Wesleyan. Tuesday, they traveled to Mount Vernon Nazarene. This was an excellent basketball game. Uh, Everything that was promised, two great teams playing tremendous defense. They traded punches for 40 minutes. Indiana Wesleyan fell in this one, 74-62. And defense was really the key in this game. Mount Vernon, they held Indiana Wesleyan to 39% shooting and 21% from three. Wesleyan's Kyle Mangus is, of course, Kyle Mangus. He scored 28 points and seven rebounds. But Mount Vernon held all the other scores to less than 12 points each. Jevon Knox and Austin Jones were fantastic for Mount Vernon. Knox, he scored 25. He had a double-double with 10 rebounds. And Jones, he scored 22 and also a double-double with 10 rebounds as well. So although Indiana Wesleyan fell, this was a classic Crossroads League brawl, and everybody's going to take their lumps in this league this year. I think they'll all even out. Indiana Wesleyan is 7-2 and two now. And on Tuesday, they travel to Fort Wayne and they're going to take on number 15, St. Francis. And then Saturday, they go to number 10, Marion. Uh, So the road really evens out, softens out for them. Mount Vernon, they're 9 0 now. Tuesday, they travel to number 10, Marion. And Saturday, they host number 7, Spring Arbor. I'm telling you, no easy weeks in the Crossroads League. Number 5, College Idaho. They visited California, taking on a couple of NAI D1 foes. First, on Friday, they faced number two ranked the Masters on Friday. Uh, They lost that game 86 76, playing without All American point guard Talon Pinckney. Uh, They were down more than 20 halfway through the second, but they made a determined run and got within six several times. They just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, It was a great effort without Pinckney. Our reliable sources tell us he's out with an injury and no date set for return. The Masters senior Brock Gardner. He was amazing in this game. He scored 43. For College Idaho, Ricardo Time, he scored 19. Saturday, College of Idaho played another G-SAC team, Vanguard, and College of Idaho won this game 88-77. to uh, The Yotes still playing without uh, their All-American point guard, but Ivory Miles Williams, 21 for CFI, and Ricardo Time, he added 17 points and 8 rebounds. Karen Hayward with 20 for Vanguard. So back to form, College of Idaho held Vanguard to less than 40% shooting and out-rebounded them 41-30. to 30. Uh, Next up, for the Yotes, who were 7-3, they begin Cascade Conference play. They host Warner Pacific on Friday and Multnomah University on Saturday. Number 6. Dakota Wesleyan. They defeated Briarcliff at the Corn Palace on Monday, even though it was a relatively close game. Uh, Dakota Wesleyan was never really threatened down the stretch. Uh, they were finally able to put the Pesky Chargers away uh, at the end, 88 to 73. Neither team shot very well from three, but Dakota Wesleyan held Briarcliff to 41% from the field, and they shot 53%. They also out-rebounded Briarcliff 36-27. Ty Hoagland, he played 39 minutes, 36 points, 15 for 16 from the line. Nick Harden, he also played 39 minutes, 22 points, 9 rebounds. Jackson Lamb, he did everything he could to keep Briarcliff in this game. He played all 40 minutes. He scored 31 and 9 rebounds. Uh, Mysteriously down the stretch, when Briarcliff had chances to bring the the game close, there were several key possessions where Lamb just did not touch the ball. Uh, This weekend at the St. Francis Thanksgiving Classic, Dakota Wesleyan played a good Lincoln team on Saturday. They won that game 74-70. It was a close game, finally decided by some Ty Hoagland free throws down the stretch. A big win for Dakota Wesleyan. Ty Hoagland 23 points. Latron Porter 20 for Lincoln. And then Sunday, Dakota Wesleyan played St. Francis of Illinois. A big first half led Dakota Wesleyan to an 80-71 victory. Ty Hoagland led the way in this one with 20. Nick Harden barely missing a double-double, 17 points, 9 rebounds. Malik Bailey, 25 for St. Francis. So Dakota Wesleyan is still unbeaten, 8-0 now. And on Wednesday, they host the g Pack Giant Killers, Mount Marty. They have really surprised some people. And then Saturday, they travel to Concordia. And Concordia has a good team as well, so... The challenges just continue for Dakota Wesleyan. Number seven, Spring Arbor. They traveled to Huntington on Tuesday. They won that game 88-78. Brandon Durnell, he scored 28, and he was backed up by some very effective guard support. Luke Barber, he came off the bench. He scored 22 on 6-7 for seven from three. And Peyton DeWilt, 8-9 for nine from the field for 19. So if Spring Arbor continues to get strong guard support like this, uh, they're going to be very tough with Burnell backing people down and being able to kick that ball out. Peyton West, he scored 23 for Huntington. Spring Arbor owned the glass, 35-17. A couple of tough games coming up for the 6-2 Cougars. Tuesday, they host a very hot and undefeated number 19 Bethel Pilot team. And next Saturday, they travel to Ohio to take on number four undefeated Mount Vernon Nazarene, number eight Olivet Nazarene. Tuesday they went to Governor's State. They beat them 86 to 66. They held Governors to 39 percent shooting, out-rebounded them 49 to 34. Olivet moved to nine and one on the season. All five starters in double double digits. Led by Nick Reed, he had a double-double, 27 points, 16 rebounds. Dane Schlafly, another double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds. And Alex Gross, another double-double, 13 points, 12 rebounds. Governor State, Chris Pride, he had 28. So next Tuesday, Olivet will host St. Xavier, always good. And Saturday, Trinity Christian College. Number nine, Madonna. On Tuesday, they fell to Rochester at home, 76-72. Madonna led the game until seven minutes to go in the second half. The teams traded baskets and leads until about two minutes when Rochester got critical stops and buckets and they defeated Madonna. Uh, The Rochester defense won this game. They held Madonna to 42% shooting and 22% from the three. Despite out rebounding Rochester forty four to twenty five and getting to the line thirty three times, they could not Madonna could not overcome their shooting woes, uh, which included at the line, where they missed twelve of thirty three attempts. Armand Cartwright he scored twenty for Rochester, and Joshua Reynolds twenty two points, eight rebounds for Madonna. On Saturday, Madonna hosted. Siena Heights, and they fell for a second consecutive game, 74-72 in this one. Siena held a nine-point lead at halftime, and that held up until a Dwight Burton layup tied the game with five and a half minutes to go. Siena Heights' DeMarco Dickerson, he hit the game winner with five seconds left in the game, and Joshua Reynolds missed a three that would have won it at the buzzer. DeMarco Dickerson, he ended with 20, and Madonna's Joshua Reynolds, he poured in 25. Is a tough week for Madonna. They really have to recover next week. They're 7-4. and four. They travel to Indiana Tech on Wednesday. And if you use records, Madonna should be able to... to uh, that's a game they should win. And then they host University of Northwestern on Saturday. So Madonna looking to get well this next week. Number 10, Marion. They traveled to Taylor and they beat them up 88-68. to 68. Marion held Taylor to just 14% shooting from the arc. Nick Rogers, he came off the bench and he scored 19. Christian Harvey, he added 17. Taylor's Mason Degengolb and Ryan Robertson each had 15. Marion facing Miami Hamilton on Saturday, beating them 117-68. Nick Rogers led scoring from the bench again with 21. Cameron Walter had 17. Marion is now 7-1. They host Mount Vernon Nazarene on Tuesday, and then they go to Indiana Wesleyan next Saturday. Number 11, Washington Adventist. Uh, they're hosti- they hosted number 13, Ave Maria, on Wednesday, winning this game 85-79. It was a seesaw battle throughout the game. Washington Adventist finally seized control at the 4-minute mark, grabbing a lead they would not relinquish. Adventist Dwayne Garner off the bench for 24, Xavier Sewell with 18, Justin Davis a double-double with 13 points, 10 rebounds, Ave Maria's Fernando Salsamende with 24. Traveling to the show this weekend in Kingsport, Tennessee and taking on Southeastern University on Saturday, won that game 76-61. They put on a defensive clinic. Adventist held them to 29% shooting and 12% from the three. Adventist Xavier Sewell with 30 points in this one. Southeastern's Blake Morrow, he had 15. At the show on Sunday against IU East, Washington Adventist fell 82-74. IU East, they used quick starts in both halves, as well as smothering defense and pounding the boards to pull off this upset. IU East out-rebounded Adventist 55-41. They got 21 offensive boards, and they also held Adventist to less than 39% shooting. IU East, Bishop Smith, he had a great game, 33 points, 8 rebounds. And for Washington Adventist Xavier Sewell, a double-double, 30 points, 14 rebounds. Just wasn't enough to overtake IU East. So Washington Adventist they're 9-2 now. They're on the road this week. They play Bryant and Stratton Tuesday. And then Thursday, they travel to Lincoln, Pennsylvania to take on Lincoln University. Number 12, Ottawa. Tuesday at University of St. Mary's, they fell 74-69. A three-pointer by Jesse Moss with a minute and a half to go put St. Mary up for good as Ottawa went 0-5 with one turnover in the last 90 seconds. Donovan Senegal with 15 for St. Mary. Ottawa's Kyle Patrick with 20, Mason McDowell with double-double, 14 points, 11 rebounds. So Ottawa, they're 8-1 now. They host Bethel College Monday, and then they travel to Friends on Thursday. So number 13, Ave Maria, we just talked about their loss. They faced Christendom, pounding them on Tuesday 104-45. to 45. Jose Sanchez, 23 for Ave Maria. And then the next day on Wednesday, they lost that game at uh, Washington Adventist. So Ave Maria, they're 8-1. They host number 18, Warner, this Thursday. And then Saturday, they travel to Weber. Number 14, Cornerstone, Uh, they traveled to Lourdes on Tuesday. And they fell in that game 71-59. Uh, Lords really controlled this game. They led the entire second half. Lords dominated defensively, holding Cornerstone to 37% shooting. They out-rebounded Cornerstone 38 to 30. Cliff Snow, he's always tough for Lords. He had a double-double, 25 points, 11 rebounds. And Cornerstone's Tyler Baker, he had 15 on Friday at home against NC2A D3 Hope College. Cornerstone hung on for a 78-74 victory after a Tyler Baker jumper put them up by three with 40 seconds to go. Cornerstone made their free throws and hung on for the win. Ty Baker was top scorer again with 25. Cornerstone shooting still poor in this game, only 42%. Saturday, Cornerstone fell again, this time against NC2A Division Three. Calvin University, 71-68. Cornerstone seemed to be playing catch-up the entire second half. And then a Corey Ainsworth free throw with six seconds tied the game. But a second Ainsworth attempt fell off the mark. And Calvin's Derek DeVries hit a three with time expiring. DeVries, he finished with a double-double, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Cornerstone's Corey Ainsworth, he ended with 24. So Cornerstone, they're 8-4 and four now. Uh, they lost two out of three last week. The, the loss to the NC2A Division III team is, is really, be honest, not going to help them in the rankings. Uh, they need to regroup fast. Uh, they host University of Northwestern Ohio on Wednesday and Michigan Dearborn on Saturday. Number 15, St. Francis on Tuesday. They lost a wild 93 92 contest against number 19 Bethel. So Bethel, they were in absolute control of this game a max newman free throw put bethel up by 21 with nine minutes to go the game at that point became a bit surreal uh bethel either fouled or turned the ball over on 12 of the next 17 possessions it didn't feel to me at least that the players on the court were really controlling the game for some reason the officials became the story down during this stretch i I have no favorite in the crossroads league this is all just my opinion But watching that game, it it seemed odd. I just wish they would let the players decide the game. Uh, But you got to credit St. Francis. Uh, They battled hard to catch back up, particularly Antoine Cushenberry. He hit every shot he took down the stretch. Uh, He was huge for St. Francis. Uh, With the game tied and seconds to go, and Cruz hit a three as what appeared to be time expiring, the horn going off. Uh, The official rules that when the ball passed through the net, there was 0.4 seconds on the clock. Again, they called a technical on the crowd, and some players went on the court. Definitely looked like a buzzer beater. A valid call or not, it put St. Francis back to the line for two more technicals, uh, but they could not convert on a full-court play after the free throws. Trevian Cruz with 22 to lead Bethel. He played magnificent. Antoine Cushenberry, he couldn't have played better. He scored 36 for St. Francis. You have to credit both defenses in this game. Neither team shot better than 43%. It was a big win for Bethel, but St. Francis has nothing to hang their head about. Uh, They made a great comeback down the stretch. I'm looking forward to the rematch. Uh, St. Francis is 10 and one now, and they host number three Indiana Wesleyan on Tuesday, and then they travel to uh, Goshen on Saturday. Number 16 IU Kokomo. They travel to Asbury University on Tuesday. They won 87-77, a game that Kokomo led for most of the second half that saw Asbury get within one with just under three minutes to go, but a 9-0 run over the next 90 seconds saw Kokomo put this baby away. Deshaun Hampton was huge in this one. He came off the bench with a big double-double, 22 points, 16 rebounds. Asbury's Desmond Duke, he scored twenty-eight. So IU Kokomo, they're eight and two, and they travel to Midway on Saturday. Uh, number seventeen, Southern Oregon, they toasted main Fort Kent on Tuesday, defeating them soundly ninety-eight to sixty-one. Uh, they had five players in double digits led by Tate Hoffman, Kai Benson 13 apiece. Fort Kent led by Zeke McMurtry with 17. So Southern, they're 5-2 and two now. They had two games canceled over the Thanksgiving weekend for weather and travel issues. They were going to go out to the Midwest. So their next action is starting a Cascade Conference play Friday at Northwest University and Saturday at Evergreen State College. Number 18, Warner. They're at the NAI National Showcase this weekend. Saturday, defeating Milligan College. both teams shot terrible in this game but warner they out rebounded milligan 47-38 and they wrangled 16 steals and that provided the difference in the ball game jaquez dickerson a double double for warner 12 points 10 rebounds and maxwell benoit with 15 milligan's beau plus and jacob cawwood with 11 each Sunday, they took on Reinhardt University, defeated them 82-66. to Reinhardt shot very well, uh, but Warner forced 30 turnovers and out-rebounded them as well. That was the difference in the game. Max Benoit scored 26, and Reinhardt's Blake McIntyre had 16. So Warner is 10-1 now. Thursday, they travel to Ave Maria, no cakewalk. And Saturday, they host Southeastern. Number 19, Bethel. We talked about the wild game they had with St. Francis. They're 9-0. They're going to have a big test. They go to Spring Arbor on Tuesday, and then they have Taylor coming to town on Saturday. Number 20, St. Ambrose of Ohio. Uh, Tuesday at home, they took on number 25, St. Xavier. They won that game 84-78. After breaking a tie at just over 10 minutes to go, St. Ambrose held on to a slim lead the rest of the way. Uh, Michael Williams, 22 for Ambrose. Xavier's Joshua Evans and Mike Shepsky, 17 each. On Saturday, St. Ambrose drops a game at a neutral site to a red-hot Mount Marty team, 93 to 90. Uh, Chris King, 24, Jordan Johnson, 21 to lead Mount Marty. Ambrose John Kerr, he had a magnificent game, a double-double, 30 points, 10 rebounds. St. Ambrose is now 8-2. They're going to be looking to rebound this week. They take on Lincoln College Tuesday at home and Saturday travel to Governor's State. That's it for our top 20, a review of the top teams in the NAID 2 over the week. Uh, Just to update you quickly on teams to watch, most of them have now been picked up in the uh, top 25. Uh, Some teams to watch, though, that, that don't get much press, are the uh, teams in the Cal Pack So Cal Maritime, Antelope Valley, and UC Merced. Because of their location, they play primarily GSAC teams. But they're all NAID1, so it kind of beats up their record. Also, specifically, Antelope Valley schedules very, very tough preseason. Kind of does not do them uh, good service because it hurts them in the rankings once they start. But you watch those three teams. Uh, they're very good. That is an extremely overlooked conference. Also, our team to watch, Mount Marty. I tell you, they're giant killers. Let's see what happens uh, this week when they play Dakota Wesleyan. Well, that's it for Billy D. Cascade Hoops Talk. Join us on Twitter, favorite this, and subscribe. Thanks again. I do appreciate everybody who listens. Thank you.